Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The Oracle Network. Well, hey there, friends, and welcome back. I'm your host, Melanie Peterson, and for today's episode... I am joined by Julie Moreno. As you may or may not know, she was involved in a pretty horrific car accident in November of 2019 when the car that she and her fiancé Rob were in was rear-ended by another car going well over the posted speed limit of 65 miles per hour. The estimated speed at the time of impact is thought to be somewhere in the 90 miles per hour range. The after-effects of this crash have been devastating to Jolene, her fiancé, and her children, both physically and emotionally. But, despite being faced by all these challenges with the adversity of not being able to go back to her job due to the injuries that she sustained from the accident, she has found a way to channel her experience, channeling her creativity into a positive outcome, creating both her podcast as well as her business, Mom's Always Right Media Incorporated, where she shares her unfiltered thoughts on daily life in her blog, also by the same name. So this is my conversation with Julene about her experience since the accident and where life has taken her until now. Buckle up, my friends. This one is going to be a bumpy ride. This is Mask of Sanity. I just kind of want to open it up to you for you to talk about your experience and what you've been dealing with, what anything that you're comfortable talking about with this whole situation. So if you want to, I don't know. Um, Yeah, I gave you all the case information and stuff. I don't don't know. I had a hard time finding stuff on, I don't know if there's much out there or if it's just not available to the public. Because, like, there aren't even any news articles or anything that I could find about him. No, he he's not in the news. Yeah. My situation didn't make it in the news. Hmm. It was not newsworthy. But, I mean, it is what it is, you know. 
Yeah. It was important to me. Yeah. I had a class B license before before the accident. Um, I made a whole living driving buses. I drove a school bus at first, and then when I moved here, I did like party buses, transit buses, the paratransit, your mm -hmm. dial -a rides. I was the road supervisor, and that's you know class B license. And then I was driving Uber and Lyft too to make an extra, like a few extra dollars. Sure. California is super expensive. That's the one thing. Like in New Haven, I had a four-bedroom apartment and was paying eleven seventy-five. So I was working like fifteen-hour days. I was working a lot because that's how I made ends meet. You know, that's how I contributed to my household, sure. and that's how I provided for my kids and. One night, I went to go get my fiance. We were we were sharing a car. I went to go get him, and then next thing you know, it was like we were trucking along. We we're in the slow lane because we both have commercial licenses, mm -hmm. and you know, a speeding ticket will, like, basically, it's not good if you have a commercial license. Right. I believe, and it and it depends on how fast you're going too. We get people with commercial license get like double the points. So if a speeding ticket is four points on your license for you, that's eight points for us. Wow. So we were doing 55 in the slow lane. Figured, you know, <laughs> we that's that's our job. And then we're talking. I just remember we're talking about the wedding and like venues and all that stuff and I remember the radio playing and I was singing along with it and dancing around and being completely goofy and all of a sudden it was like the car was hit and I flew forward and then it spun and then it hit the wall and I flew forward then backward I remember just singing Oh my God, Rob, Rob's in front. He's tall. The steering wheel's there. He is entirely too close to the steering wheel because of how big he is. And I remember reaching my arm around to kind of shield him because I thought the airbag would deploy. Mm. I was worried. And when the car hit the wall, the airbag never deployed. And it just kind of scrunched up. Like you saw the picture of the car Mm -hmm. We were trapped in the little, like, dirt bank. Yeah. And I remember not being able to get out of the car. Like, the driver's side door wouldn't open at all. And then I was trying to get, to get my door open. And then Robin and I were trying to get out. And then finally, like, we we managed to push the door open because I moved I, t I pulled my my legs out of the front and try and like kick the door open so we can get out mm -hmm. and then Rob climbed out of the car and then the other guy's car was on the whole other side of the highway like you know when like two pole balls hit and they split in opposite directions mm -hmm. that's what my our cars did this dude stumbled across the highway and he was 
he's he just i remember he was like crying and he was scared he's like oh my god are you okay are you okay and i just i could smell the alcohol on him and rob jumped out the car and he's like you could have killed us and then i told i was like oh no just just let the police handle him let the police handle him he's trash you smell the alcohol on him and then i don't know what happened I got lightheaded and then Rob put me down in the back seat, but I was cold. You're in shock. And then um probably if you if you see the pictures, you'll see me in the back seat of the car. Mm-hmm. Um I just remember I just I felt lightheaded. And then it felt like I couldn't stay vertical. I just felt so dizzy. And then I was cold, like really cold. And Rob put me in the back seat of the car. And we waited. And the ambulance came. And they kept it. They said, Are you okay? Um, and I, they just kept shining the lights in my eyes. And they, they're like, Julene, Julene, do you know where you are? There's been an accident. You were hit by a drunk driver. The police are talking to him now. And I just, like the ambit, the paramedic was like, he's drunk, he's obviously drunk. I can smell him, he's drunk. And then um, he was sitting and apparently he had buddies in the car. So I heard the police officer talk to him and he's like, yeah, you know, your buddies took off, right? And then I just, I was cold. I was shay, I was, I was cold. And then I just kept, and then I heard that and I just got mad. I wasn't cold anymore. Like my face got hot and I, I was, I was so mad. I was like, you could have killed me. I, I was going off. I was so mad. Oh, and then I, I, I think I told, I said, I have three kids I got to get home to. They took us over to the hospital in Santa Fe Springs. They ran the CT over me. And, you know, they said, so far there's no concussion, no nothing. You're going to be sore in the morning. I was like, oh, okay, I can imagine. I was jerked around in the car, whatever. And, you know, apparently, according to the police report, he hit us doing more than doing like 90 miles an hour so my car was rear-ended at 90 miles an hour and it and it was like twice the impact because it was him hitting us and then us hitting the wall Mm -hmm. and then after that I woke up and my legs were numb I had to go to the bathroom and I couldn't stand up on my own. My whole body just hurt. And uh, Rob had to carry me to the bathroom. So I didn't so I didn't go on myself. How long were you in the hospital? I was only in the hospital for the night. And then I got, I went, they sent me home. And then 
when I woke up that morning, I was in so much pain. So I went to the VA mm-hmm. and I was seen. I had to I had to use a Halloween prop until the VA could see me, which was embarrassing. It, it was it was super embarrassing. And then and then I was tired all the time. Like I could not stand to be on my feet. And I ended up getting like a roller. It's like a walker wheelchair combo. It's like a walker with wheels and a seat. Yep. So I can sit down and push myself around. Yeah. And that I was in that for like for eight months from November till June was a like it wasn't even the beginning of June, it was like the end of June. Mm-hmm. And I had been um, I live a very well. I used to live a very active lifestyle. I used to surf, and I wanted to do long distance cycling. It wasn't unusual for me to get on my bike and ride 11 miles to work and 11 miles back. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an old Instagram. I just wanted to delete it. I couldn't stand to look at it because it was all pictures of me, you know, on my way to the gym, coming from the gym after a bike ride where I pushed it and went another mile mm-hmm. on my way to the beach pictures with me and my surfboard and I just I never wanted to be indoors my mom had to beat me in a, into a dress I just I love being outside I like camping and hiking and doing all kinds of stuff I wanted to do the AT at one point. I wanted to get my triple crown, the AT, the CDT, and the PCT. And then there I was in a roll litter. It was like, and I told, um, I told that lady who does the Babble Babe podcast, mm-hmm. true suffering is being trapped in your own body. All the weight I lost, I gained back. I'm bigger than I've ever been in my life. And I'm still kind of like, I relearn, I had to relearn how to walk because my right leg sometimes got numb mm-hmm. and had to started you know putting more weight on my left leg because it was a stronger one mm-hmm. although like if I walked around too long you know without the roll litter both my legs would go numb sometimes so I went into the first procedure in June I was able to walk on my own then I went back in October then November the one in November was the most painful procedure because they were injecting. I had three discs that ballooned out and it was pushing on the nerves in my legs. So I went in and they did an injection and then to relieve the pressure, I guess it makes it swell less. I don't know. I went in a a second and third time and that third one, it was like, it was so painful 
I felt like they were putting more medicine on the third time. I f- it felt like a progression. Mm-hmm. The first time it was like, it was like, boop, boop, and it's over. Second time, it was, it was more painful. And then my son's got into a fight two days after my procedure. So I jumped up to pull them apart. And then, and then I was in so much pain. I couldn't, like, I had to stay off my feet. I wasn't even active. And then the third procedure, I was off my feet for a full week because it was just so painful. After that, you know, they said, okay, you can return to physical activity, but I can't, I can't lift more than 10 pounds. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to work my way up. And then here I am, I, I tried the, I want to lose weight. I got Zumba. I got the My Fitness Pal, little Fitbit. I, I know I, I joke around. And I was like, yeah, I feel like I got the judgmental Fitbit. When it says, you've been inactive for over an hour. Like, I don't know I'm at work. Uh, I was just like, screw you, Fitbit. <laughs> I know how long I've been sitting here. <laughs> so, the procedure was but, November. So it's only been a few yeah, months, this November six seven months since. That's not that long, considering how much trauma your back has sustained in that accident. So, I mean, yeah, the accident happened November eleventh, twenty nineteen. Then I went in for the first procedure in June. Mm-hmm. And then that following the October and then this past November. And I've been trying to exercise because again, I'm the biggest I've ever been in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, my uncle needs a kidney. All his immediate family has diabetes. I don't have diabetes, but they won't even test me to see if I'm a match unless I drop a hundred pounds. And that's to say nothing of the the property damage, yeah. the medical bills. Yeah. I didn't have gap insurance on my Malibu, so the insurance totaled the car, but there's still like two thousand dollars that I owe. And then and then because I sometimes can't feel my feet, I can't drive anymore. This accident has completely <laughs> how you live your life in every single in- way <laughs> yes and they just caught this guy recently is what I'm yeah. understanding he went on the run they issued a bench warrant for him mm-hmm. he was supposed to appear in court in August no they yeah he was supposed to appear in court in August and they did not find him until recently. It's like he's trying to run out the clock so he doesn't have to answer for this. Mm-hmm. Wait, so the accident happened in November 2019. His court date wasn't until August? Yeah, they had no because idea. of COVID. They had no idea. Well, yeah, because of COVID, but like they had no idea where he was yeah felony DUI yeah I just I don't understand how 
I don't know. I'm not law enforcement. I wouldn't presume to know how to handle a situation like that, but it's been almost coming up on a year and a half since the accident. What happened, they were waiting for his blood work to come back. See, and here's the thing too. This is why I feel like this is old hat for him because he told them he would like blood. They said blood breath or urine he said blood so they drove him the facility to give blood have his blood drawn <laughs> they got to the facility he's like no i need a hospital so they had to drive him all the way to the hospital by then he hit us at like 148 they didn't draw his blood to like five o'clock in the morning and he was still over the legal limit I mean, at least the blood test got him as being over the legal limit. And you can do a calculation. They know how quickly, they know the half-life of your BAC and how it goes down per hour. So that's a simple calculation. Like that, yeah. He he tried it though. Tried to run out the time so that he wouldn't be, yeah. Which tells me, I feel like he's done this before. Probably. He's driven drunk before, been pulled sure. over. Not the first time he's done that. Not at all. It might have been the first time he got really caught. I mean, how else would he have known to run the time? Right. Do you know if he has a prior record? I don't know anything about this dude. Oh, okay. I checked to. I had my case number. Um the police the the police report from the accident pictures dude's name and address i don't i don't know if he has a record or anything i'm sure the police do if they they have his information they'd be able to run a check on him um, yeah but i i would bet my next paycheck that this is not the first time he's done something like this but it's a good thing he got caught so probably the first time someone got seriously injured. Probably, unfortunately. But, I mean, thankfully, both of you survived. Does Rob have any injuries that he's still dealing with? Um, he has a shoulder injury because his seatbelt pulled his shoulder back. Okay. My seatbelt didn't because I reached my arm over to protect his face. Got it. And your but, car didn't flip, he did it. It didn't roll when it was going down the embankment. It just kind of slid, like bounced No, off. it spun out. It spun? It, okay. He hit us like this. Yeah. He hit us, he went that way, we went this way, and then we spun. Spun, okay. Like, and then smacked into the embankment. Yeah, you probably have it was crazy whiplash too from that. I can't even imagine. What did the VA say after they saw you? They took an MRI and the accident, I guess, started, caused degeneration in my discs. Yep. 
and they ballooned out and then uh, I, I don't even honestly I read the thing I'm and I'm, I'm pretty smart okay I read that and like I'm reading that and I'm like so does that mean my discs are just going to wither away and die or something what does that even mean but I mean they cannot both balloon out and wither away right I mean, one part of your spine might do one thing and one might do the other because your entire spinal column has been severely traumatized. With that amount of trauma, and they said it's degenerative, I hope you guys are planning to sue this dude. We are. It was just that we couldn't because he was on the run. Right, but now that he's in custody i'm assuming he's behind bars somewhere yes so he can't run again i hope so lord i hope so he should be i mean if he's already run once flight risk he has no business being allowed to be walking around yeah or bailed out or anything else right Yeah. yeah the amount of damage like he took away your livelihood it's not like you can sit in a, in a car or a bus or anything for 15 hours a day like you were doing. You can't yeah. do that. That would be hell for your back. I It's against the law for me to do that anyway because right. because my legs will go numb. If, right. if like the shot wears off, my legs will just go numb. What you were doing. Yeah. I mean, I did take that and turn it into what I got now mm-hmm. you know I started my own company I, I I wrote I started you know I continued to work on my book mm-hmm. I produce these podcasts I have a podcast network I just took the situation and made the best of it the best, only way I knew how no that's beautiful but I'll if I didn't have anything, I would like to be able to, you know, I would like to be able to ride my bike, lose some weight. I went hiking. I went hiking, and that's fun. I've been back to hiking mm-hmm. and camping, but I haven't gotten on a bike yet. I don't, because I don't want to get on the thing and then have it be just something else I can't do anymore. Right. Have you tried a stationary bike or anything like that just to see if your body can even just handle being in that position before you, I don't know, like are you doing a re- or anything like that? Like I don't even... I had a recumbent bike okay. and then I sold it so I'm gonna pick up the upright bike now okay. it, it's a like it's a progression i try the common bike the upright bike and then the real one okay. so you're working i do i do yeah i do go to like physical therapy but not since the pandemic the pandemic oh. has been kind of yeah. killing me yeah yeah and you have his this guy's arraignment is May 28th. Um, 
are you going there to look this guy in the face and be like you screwed up my life and now you're gonna pay for it i want to be at all the court dates because the thing people tend to forget is that the these crimes have have i don't i'm not a victim i survived it so these crimes have survivors survivors have faces we get so caught up in the name of the dude who committed the crime that we forget about the people that they hurt when so, they the survivors yeah. should be the focus the people that were impacted by these people should be the focus i agree so i'm going to be at all the court dates all of them because I'm not going to be out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. He did something messed up and he's going to have to look me in the face oh. every single court date, every single time. And I don't want him to get a deal. Mm-hmm. So if that's what the state's looking for, I'm not interested in him getting a deal. I'm interested in him going to prison. I understand. So I'm going there so they remember that I have a face, I have a name, and I have rights. Do you have do you have anyone representing you, like a lawyer or anything during all of this? I I do have attorney Robert Smith. Okay. I don't know that he would go to his court yeah, date. Probably not. I mean, more to just like make sure that the ball gets rolling for you in case for some reason the state does try to cut a deal with this guy. Like, he's still able to work on your behalf to get you and rob what you guys deserve in this situation. Yes. We have attorney Robert Smith mm-hmm. and. Um, out of Encino, California. And I mean, he he's a, he's a pretty good lawyer. I use him for my company things, so I'm hoping. And then I got the victim advocate for MAD okay. and there's a court advocate as well. But the, the MAD advocate sends me stuff, you know, like uh, she sent me a pamphlet for a spinal injury. Um, she's, she sent me like a whole big, thick yellow envelope regarding all the services and stuff. And then she sends me um, like support groups and, you know, walk for awareness and stuff like that. I mean, it's really simple. If you're driving, if you are driving home, don't drink. If you know you plan on drinking, well, I know there's Uber and Lyft. I used to drive it. Or call a friend. Have one of your friends be in charge of driving. Yeah. Designated driver. No, I agree. And unfortunately, I don't understand why drinking and driving is... It's such an issue, and yet it gets overlooked all the time this is not a new phenomenon this is something that has been going on for decades and that yet there are still cases like yours and cases like the one i just covered 
John and Katie Palmer, like, why do these people, innocent people, have to pay the price and continue to suffer for months and years after the fact when these people made a horribly poor decision and they're either getting away with it completely or they're not being held accountable or... I just, they're cutting deals with yeah. the state because mm -hmm. because the prisons are overcrowded oh. and you know this is considered a minor thing but it's not it wasn't minor to me no my whole life changed yeah everything from the way I like to pass my my free time to the way I make my money yeah yeah and especially in the last year with the pandemic and everything, like everybody's financial situation has changed pretty much. And to know that you don't even have that as an option now that things are starting to pick back up. Oh yeah, and bus drivers are considered essential workers. Right. My, yeah, my fiance worked straight through the pandemic. Yeah. That would have been job security for for me mm -hmm. I mean I don't regret opening my business I don't like my company is wonderful it's a great platform for me to raise awareness about mental health and autism awareness and you know rage against drunk driving but still a little bit of the option to make a little bit of extra money would have been nice sure. I totally get that what what inspired you to start the business aside from trying to channel your energy into something productive instead of focusing on this horrible thing that happened to you was there is there something in your personal life and you don't have to go into it if you don't want to um just mental health and autism are very specific topics i was just curious based oh, on what um, well my son was diagnosed with autism like a couple years before I moved here when my daughter was still little okay. and I didn't know anything about it and every time I googled something some trash would pop up like stress during pregnancy causes autism vaccinations cause autism and yeah. I just didn't think that was cool so no. you know I had to commit my son to a um, mental health facility. I called a crisis line. They said they don't know, they don't deal with that sort of thing. So they told me to take him to the hospital. So then I took him to the Yale Children's Hospital up the street from my house at the time. Mm -hmm. And they said to, they have to commit him to Winchester One because he's harming himself, he's self-harming. So I did that and I wrote I wrote about it. Um, it was in the March or April issue of Vivid Magazine um, for Autism Awareness Month. And it talked about, you know, my, well, the article is called The Impossible Choice. You can also see it on my website. But I talked about not being able to find any information and having to commit my son and the nurse whispered in my ear 
my grandson's just like your son. I'll give you all the information I have. And it was like I suddenly entered a secret society of ninja moms. <laughs> and oh, there was somebody it shouldn't that... be that way. Yeah. It shouldn't be that way. It should it's it's not a it's not a secret. No. And you know, being being a mother of an autistic child, it's you know, yes, we, we say we're awesome moms. We are amazing. We're super women, but we're human beings. And moms have such a hard time admitting when they are having a hard time because society expects us to be this super mom that doesn't do anything wrong. And other moms judge you the hardest. I'm glad that you are doing what you're doing and trying to bring awareness to just how hard it is to be a mom. And yeah. the extra judgment is unnecessary, unwarranted, unneeded. Like you can have an opinion, but you don't always have to say it. Oh, oh no, people are entitled to their own opinion, but don't come for me. I'm right here with you, I see you. So that's why I created this platform, Mental Health Awareness. I'm a veteran with PTSD. I, you know, I still have nightmares and whatnot. And I learned to cope with them. I employ the check it, change it method. I've made strides. I want to destigmatize the idea that going to therapy is a bad thing mm. going to therapy is a fantastic thing it's like going to the doctor for an illness you know you have yeah you're still going to a doctor or a mental health like you're going to somebody who's qualified to help you exactly i agree i i don't see anything wrong with it and i i highly recommend it you know, by the time you get to age 38, like me, you know, you are battle, battle torn and war torn by life. Yeah. Life does its damnness to, you know, life will knock you down over and over again just to test your mettle. Yeah. You know, and no one gets out of it alive. Sorry to say. <laughs> oh, everybody has something to deal with. Nobody gets through life unscathed. Are you kidding me? What kind of life would that be? Because it's it's like it's like exercising. Your muscles hurt. They're crying. You're sweating. Mm -hmm. It's miserable sometimes. Yeah. But that sweet feeling when you've gone that one more mile than five more minutes, that victory is way better than anything life can throw at you but you know by the time you hit 38 40 you're bound to have some battle scars go oh. go go see a therapist it'll change your life <laughs> i agree i love mine <laughs> she's great she helps me i after after divorcing my daughter's dad. I don't regret it. I regret nothing. 
after after divorcing my daughter's dad, I like I went to see a therapist because I knew I knew I wasn't okay. Mm-hmm. I I needed to heal. That that man that man put me through the most. So I knew I needed to heal to be the best version of myself. And I did. So when I met Rob, it was like I was finally able, like I was able to give him the best version of me. I could love openly and honestly like I'd never been hurt and I don't regret it for a second. It has been the best relationship I've ever had in my life. This man is the love of my life and he has I mean in the beginning of our relationship we got together in February well we met in February and then we were official in March we got into the accident that November Mm -hmm. and can you imagine that short amount of time this man stayed with me through everything you know he picked me up he he helped me toilet and we hadn't been together that long right it hadn't even been a year yeah but you know he told me he's like he he said he's never felt like this about anybody i'm the love of his life too good i'm glad that you guys have each other but I wouldn't have been able to trust him or do any of that if I hadn't gone to therapy and taken care of the hurts from the previous relationship. You know, it's hard, especially especially with the military stuff, the, the divorce stuff. I have a lot of things to work through and I still am working through some things. Thank you all so much for listening. Please go and support Jolene's show and check out her website. I've included a link to it in my episode notes. She is pretty unfiltered and honest about her experiences, which I admire so much because I am not always like that. So perhaps in some aspects of my life, I need to take a few notes from Jolene. As always, if you have a particular case you're interested in, please reach out to Mask of Sanity on any of the social medias or shoot me an email at maskofsanitythepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much to everyone who is an active Patreon supporter. It means so much to me that you've chosen to be a monthly supporter of my show. If you're interested in supporting Mask of Sanity and don't want to commit to a Patreon subscription, I also have my merch store and one-time donations through my coffee account. Those links are available in the Linktree link in any of my social media accounts as well as in the episode notes. And if you don't want to support financially, which I totally understand, five-star ratings and reviews are always welcome and very appreciated if you want to show your support that way. Please stick around after the show for the trailer for Dark Valley Podcast. This show was created by my friend Elsbeth and her husband Mark and is a sci-fi and fantasy anthology show that aims to transport listeners to a world outside of their own. It's so well done, and I've loved every episode that I've listened to so far, and I'm also very excited to be lending my vocal talents to one of their upcoming episodes, so make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the Dark Valley Podcast wherever you listen. 
Thank you all so much for listening and sticking with me, and I hope you'll join me for my next regular episode out on June 30th. Until next time, stay safe, friends. invite you to join us in the space where the shadows play and the inexplicable lives. Where a hotel room is anything but. We should stop and get some rest. We both need it badly. This has got to be one of the strangest places for a hotel I've ever seen. Where a supernatural entity watches your every move. Help! I need help! What's wrong? I'm being stalked. There's a man outside my house. Where anything can happen, and nothing is as it appears. We hope to see you in Dark Valley. To learn more about our show, please visit darkvalleypod.com.